Sweat like a mother means moms work hard. Being a mom is so hard. And we move, we do laundry, we go and go and go. Um, and we hardly find time for ourselves. Welcome to the Run the Race podcast. It's where we talk about fitness and faith on a weekly basis. You know, we all definitely need motivation, whether it's to lose weight, get stronger physically, or get stronger with our faith in God as we seek purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, hoping to inspire you to run the race of life. We sit down on a regular basis with fascinating guests digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. And welcome aboard this train that we're on right now. We are uh, almost a full month into the year 2020. Time is definitely flying. I'm enjoying life and everything so far in this new year. Hope you are as well. And thank you so much for joining us on this Run the Race podcast. Uh, We'd love for you to subscribe to this if you haven't already, perhaps on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, You can also listen to it on SoundCloud. Again, you can find everything you need for the past 10 or so episodes on WTVM.com slash podcast. Go on there and learn all about it and tell your friends about it using hashtag Run the Race podcast. You know, as a uh, a father of two myself and a husband, um, sometimes I don't have the same perspective as maybe a wife or a mother. So we have a special guest on with us today. She is the owner and instructor of Stroller Strong Moms in the Columbus, Georgia area. I did a feature on them in the last few years, and uh, you know when we're all busy trying to find time to work out, especially in the new year, uh, especially busy, busy moms, this is a way to do that. Their motto is SLAM, which is sweat like a mother, uh, very appropriate, uh, a very easy phrase to remember. They call it a, quote, butt-kicking program that will help you to get strong, lean and energized and obviously also motivated. So uh, you're going to hear later in this podcast episode from Rebecca Paul, who is a wife and also a mom of three herself, ages two through 13. And uh, she uh, got involved, been slamming and sweating like a mother since November of 2011 and now is in charge of it at uh, one of the uh, 35 locations all over the country involved here in Georgia. And uh, she started off you know, as just kind of a jogger and now she is an avid runner. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about her kids and also the fact that uh, she has a message for women and for men, maybe intimidated to work out. Maybe you feel like that I'm not ready for this, I don't have time for this, or, or I haven't done it in the past. She talks to you directly about what you can do and how you can get out of bed every, every day, every week, and go out there and just do it. Uh, we also talk about navigating uh, just the, the busy parts of life, navigating marriage, Uh, maybe depression, if you've got that going on, strength training, running, and also motherhood, uh, which obviously uh, works well with fatherhood as well. They do a lot of different kinds of exercises with Stroller Strong Moms, um, including yoga. And I wanted to tell you first, before I get into my conversation with her, about the fact that uh, I have actually been doing yoga for um, almost a weekly basis for the last three or four years. Um, As somebody who started running and learning about how to run and running more, um, I started getting um, the problems with my IT band, which that runs from your knee all the way up to your hip. It's a band that goes along the side of, of outside of each of your legs. Well, if you get pain on the outside of your knee, that's probably from your IT band. And I can't pronounce the idio video band or something like that, but uh, it is um, definitely hurts. Uh, so if you continue running or doing activity when you have IT band issues, 
It feels like somebody's stabbing you with an ice pick or maybe even a knife on the outside of your knee. So uh, I tried running through it years ago, didn't work. Uh, so I had to take uh, several uh, months off from running because of that. But uh, I got recommended to me to try yoga. And uh, you think, well, maybe it's just humming and, and kind of being one with yourself. It's not really like that. Not what I do, at least. It's a kind of Pilates exercise workout version of yoga. It's called Body Flow at the gym I go to. And it's part of my uh, workout uh, membership that I have. And sometimes people pay three to five bucks to go to a class, but it is well worth it. Uh, there's other men that are in that class as well. So it's not just women, but it's it's difficult the first few months, but then you get used to it. Um, but the, the main thing with yoga is it gives you an opportunity to do some, a variety of different kinds of workouts for your core, your hips, and your abs. And it also improves your flexibility, which is so important for um, people from all walks of life, no matter how old you are. Flexibility also important when it comes to faith because, you know, this is a, a, in a constant changing world. Uh, you can never really get too comfortable with things staying the same or you're really going to be disappointed. Maybe many people maybe shine away from change because it often means we're moving out of our comfort zone. But if you have faith, faith in God, faith in something bigger than yourself, then navigating through that change is a lot easier to maneuver through that. Um, and, you know, the plans you have in your life maybe are constantly changing. So you've got to simply, like a, with a boating term, you've got to adjust your sails and trust that uh, when you don't have control, God is leading you and he knows the way. God can see everything happening around you. He'll guide you and protect you. Uh, have faith that, uh, you know, he's going to keep you stress-free, worry-free, uh, happy and focused. And, and being flexible gives you that power to know that you can get through anything. So I encourage you, um, if you get a chance to do yoga, do that. But uh, more importantly than that, be flexible when it comes to your faith and with your fitness. Now we're going to turn to my conversation with Rebecca Paul, who actually ran to WTVM, ran to the TV station from her house. I think it was about a mile or two away to come to the studio for this podcast interview. Take a listen. All right, welcome to the podcast, Rebecca Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I know I see you out on a lot of runs. We're going to start off with a fast four, so this is kind of get you know, to know you, a little icebreaker. So first of all, what is your job description, not necessarily title, but your job description at work and also at home? Okay. Right now we have six or seven certified fitness and insured instructors. Um, so making sure that they're on their P's and Q's and actually it's, it's both ways. They make sure that I'm always on my P's and Q's. And then at, at home, your job at home? Um, at home, um, I wear a lot of hats. Everything? <laughs> no, Joe helps a lot. Um, uh, staying at home, running a business, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding in that I get to be home with my girls and love them all day. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I know fitness is part of also obviously your, your job that you get paid for, but how do you personally stay physically fit? Well, I teach about one to two times a week, and even just demoing the exercises for 60 minutes, you definitely get a workout, even if you're instructing. So we do a little dynamic warm-up, and we do some high knees and some shuttle runs, and then we typically have three stations. Um and then we move around the park. So I'll say, pack up your babies and your, you know, your yoga mats and your water bottles. We're moving. So we'll shoot across the bridge and maybe make a uh, way over to Columbus High School wall 
and we do the stairs and we do wall sits and wall sits my favorite yep we had a mom <laughs> hold a wall sit for 23 minutes last year whoa it's crazy it's crazy all right so do you have a, a spiritual or faith or inspirational motto that you try to live by on a regular basis um absolutely um I had my, my motto taped on my refrigerator this week. My favorite Bible verse is Isaiah 40, 40 31. Um, but, they wait, but that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, that they mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they sh- shall walk and not faint. Yeah, so you think about that maybe when you're running long distances yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right. Give it to God. Absolutely, yeah. So what is, uh, last one of Fast Forward, what is something unique about you? Maybe the, maybe the folks don't know. Um, I don't have a bachelor's degree, but I have like almost a bachelor's degree in art education and almost a bachelor's degree in, in like the science nursing and I just never finished either one of them. So a goal is probably to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree in nursing. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, you're close, right? So you could do it soon. I could do it. I could do it. Yeah. I'm a business owner and a mom right now, so it can wait for me. Absolutely. Well, now, I know you've been involved with Stroller to Strong Moms for quite a while now and, and leading them here in Columbus, Georgia. Tell us, okay, for those who don't know, tell us what Stroller to Strong Moms is uh, like what y'all do and, and maybe how you got involved in it. Okay. Stroller Strong Moms is a stroller-based functional fitness program. Basically, the purpose is for stay-at-home moms. And then and when it's seasonal, we have evening classes for working moms um, to just be able to come to the park, be outside, get moving, and just be a great example for their kids. And there's and this is just one chapter. I mean, it, this is a, what nationwide. Is that correct? That's right. In 2011, Alexa Smith started Stroller Strong Moms here in Columbus, Georgia. I came about two months after its inception. Um, since then, she moved to Savannah while I managed Columbus. She opened it in Savannah, got another girl to manage Savannah because she was moving to Monterey. And so, th- there one uh, a girl from Savannah moved to D.C. and opened one. So. It would, it happened so fast. Like since 2011, there's 34 Stroller Strong Mom locations. Wow. And this is, you know, moms from all walks of life, maybe a lot of military wives as well. Absolutely. And I mean, if you look, there's probably not a, a lot of military bases in America that doesn't have one yet, but we're working on it. Um, I think it's really important for the military t- community to have something like this for young moms because you they're uprooting and moving and deployments. And it really is something very special to have a slam when you move because you're basically just walking into a group of people you just left. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you were talking about slam. So the motto is sweat like a mother, Yes. Um, which can be interpreted with however you want to exactly. interpret. So for, for you and for people in strong and strong moms, um, what, what does that mean? What does sweat like a mother mean? Sweat like a mother means moms work hard. Being a mom is so hard and we move, we do laundry, we go and go and go. Um, and we hardly find time for ourselves. So it's that 160 minutes in your day that you can come for yourself by also being a good example for your kids because little eyes are watching. Um, it's just really important to take a little time for yourself and, and take care of yourself. And, you know, th- these are other moms, other women that you can relate to that are experiencing some of the same stresses that you are, right? Absolutely, yeah. Like, I was a young mom. I had Josie at 20, and I didn't have very many mom friends because all of her m- friends' moms were, like, in their 30s. And so when I found Stroller Strong Moms, I guess I was 25. I had two kids. They were six and two at the time. 
and I was just like, this is amazing. Like I have <laughs> friends now and, and they could be 34 or they could be 20, but it just being a mother is like the great equalizer. We're all peers. Yeah. And you're 34 now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say to, to women and, and for that matter, dads and men as well, but what would you say to women intimidated by working out? Maybe they feel like they don't have time for it. You know, I've got so much I've got to do. And when I, when I have some free time, I just want to, you know, uh, take a nap or read a book or something. You know? And and that's important too. And that's good mental. You need some mental time alone, but I just can't stress enough how important it is to move your body. I mean, if you are stressed out, the best thing to do is go outside and get some fresh air. I mean, don't be intimidated by slam and don't be intimidated by fitness. And there's a lot of vulnerability when it comes to starting something new. And it's okay to be vulnerable because everyone who shows up to the class for the first time is scared. And it's okay to be scared, but it doesn't matter your fitness level. We have moms of all shapes and sizes. We create modifications for pregnant and postpartum moms. We, I mean, even if you're a mom and don't have a stroller age kid, we encourage you to come because you're a mom and you need to just come move. You don't need to even bring a stroller. We'll put your water bottle on mine. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we're going to talk a little bit later in the, in this podcast episode about the strength training and different exercises you guys do, but I know part of what you do together and maybe running in races together with your strollers, stroller strong moms, um, for you, um, you know, you've now run, you told me hundreds of five K's, 10 K's, some of them while pregnant, uh, uh, sprint triathlons, duathlons, you ran across Georgia with a team. So lots of adventures for you, but for you running didn't always come easy. So describe about that journey for you, because a lot of people may be able to relate the fact that it, you know, for, for you now that is a, an avid runner and very talented at it, you were, it wasn't always that case, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I met Joe. It's your, your husband. My husband, Joe. Who's the slad, right? They Who's call it slad. sweat like a dad. Sweat like a dad. And <laughs> as we got to know each other, little tidbits were coming up about his athletic history and his abilities. Uh, one that he has, um, he still holds a record for the Columbus Hurricanes as a swimmer. Now he has a 15-year, two-mile minimum run streak that he never breaks, not even when he had the flu. Or when I had babies in the hospital. This is for years. For years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you told me he was named uh, Captain Blood as a former cross-country coach? Yes, at Brookstone High School when he when he was the cross-country coach or that, a captain. He that, was that's, coined that's, Captain Blood. Sounds dangerous. He's dangerous. <laughs> but he but he helped <clears throat> each, you get you into running, I guess, right? Absolutely. I mean, he. I've always been genetically thin. Thank you, Grandma. Um, but one day he looked at me and was like, you look like a runner. Come on. Put on put on your run shoes and, and come with me. And it took, it took one to two years for me to fully enjoy running. The first year, it was miserable. There were tears. You know, it's just if you don't have that initial endurance, running a mile is hard. Yeah. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't figure out how to breathe. It's hard. And um, so when I finally got the hang of it, I think we did the country's midnight 5K. And I actually had this, like, brain epiphany that was like okay if I don't turn my attitude around this is gonna be miserable because he just really wanted me to love it because mentally uh, running is is just as mental if not more so than physical yeah and he does it for his mental I mean like and then when I had that epiphany I was like okay okay and luckily I think it was the very next year 
he came home and said, there are some ladies at the park with their strollers. And I put my kid in the stroller and ran down there and they had just finished class. And there was this like six foot one tall, blonde, curly headed, beautiful, muscly lady. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, And I just walked up to her with my vulnerable self and said, I want to do this. Can I do this? She said, yeah, come tomorrow. And I went the next day and Joe was like, uh, how was it? And I was like, I'm going to buy the monthly unlimited. He was like, maybe you should just get like the 10 pass class. I was like, no, I'm going to just never stop going. <laughs> yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> this, was, this was the beginning, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Speaking of that, how has how has fitness and exercise um, become a, a, a big part of your marriage, maybe in positive and negative ways? Because a lot of people, you know, maybe they don't share that same passion with their spouse. Exactly. Well, it's ever since my epiphany. Um. It's, it's been really good for our marriage because you don't have to get a babysitter to go on a run together. You just pop the kids in the stroller and you go for a run. And like I said, uh, back then, our six and two-year-old would chit-chat with each other and play with little dolls and whatever and joke and I could talk. And we would bring the speaker and listen to music and it would just be like a date. Wow. And, you know, I, I sometimes, you know, uh, I hear people saying that they see some of the Stroller Strong moms or any mom pushing their stroller in a race and going past them and mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, my goodness, you know, how amazing is that to, to see that? I mean, was that pretty cool to be able to do that at a race and kind of show other, you know, parents that, hey, let's, look, look, look what we're doing? You know? Yeah. And it's not at all to be like a show off or anything, but it's just like they have a goal, too. They have a goal just like you have a goal. Maybe their goal might be to run a sub 35K with their stroller. And we, we do, in our slam world, we have uh, PRs with stroller and without. Wow. Because <laughs> it's a little harder to push a stroller. I mean, you're pushing uh, something. Absolutely, especially uh, when you have two how kids. How many pounds is a, is a stroller and a kid? It could be kid? up to like, I mean, we had a mom with the triple stroller. Wow. Which was like something crazy, like 400 pounds. Wow. But it's, you, you learn how to run with it. And it becomes second nature. Yeah, being a mom yourself, a mom of, of three three now, um, being a mom yourself, uh, what's it like uh, getting to motivate and inspire other other women, other moms um, on a on a pretty regular basis? It's it's pretty honor. I feel very honored. Um, it doesn't take that much energy because I love it so much. When it's something is your passion, you're not working. And what kind of reaction do you usually get from it? Because I mean, I'm sure there's moms of all shapes and sizes, of all uh, talents. And so I, I imagine it's very rewarding for them and for you. It's very rewarding. I mean, I have people tell me that it's changed their lives. I mean, I've, I've actually had two handfuls of moms move out of state from my location and open their own. And so that's very rewarding to see that they're taking it with them and creating their own community. And something that you guys, I'm sure, discuss or, or talk about either during the workout or after or whatever is just the, the stress of, of being a mom. But, I mean, all of us do. Well, vi- well we vent to each other big yeah. time. <laughs> there you go. We vent about husbands. We vent about kids, potty training, nursing, ear infections, you name it. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, just life in general for folks. There's anxiety. There's depression. Um, sometimes, you know, after pregnancy, you know, postpartum. So is that something, what, what what advice do you give other people from what you've experienced, how to get through that and the anxiety and maybe even depression that they're dealing with and, and how exercise can play a role in that? Absolutely. I mean, I have three kids and with my first two, I maybe had like a little baby blues. Um, but it usually went away within like the first like two months and that's totally normal. But with my third baby and I was, I was going to, I was like, this is going to be fine. Like I've, I'm, I'm a rock star. I've done this twice. I can do it again. Um, she had like a little health scare at five weeks and it gave me PTSD 
and I was scared to be alone with her. So I like always went to my mom's house. So this was like, I struggled to the point where my anxiety was like really affecting everything. Like I felt like my business was suffering. My marriage was suffering. Um, it was bad. And I waited way too long to go see someone. And I eventually went uh, to Christy Hubbard, who's like a licensed counselor right down the street. And I had a few session sessions with her and I realized I was, I was so scared from her health scare cause she choked and she got a, maybe like a little vagal vagal response. Like she fainted when she was five weeks. Um, I, I learned like, it was funny. I used to Google the baby symptoms all the time, all the time, but I never Googled my own. Wow. Um, so she explained to me what anxiety was and she explained to me that it, it usually goes into a part of your body. And I was like, oh, my neck like always hurts. It's so stiff. And even when I was working out, I mean, I was just like a mess. So we did some cognitive behavioral therapy. She taught me how to feed my baby because I was scared too. I thought she was going to choke and die. And that's unreasonable, but that's what happens when you have anxiety. Sure. And then uh, about a year after that, I went to my midwife and I was like, I'm still feeling like the residual effects of this like two of this two years and I think I might need to try a medication and she was like I told her what my mom takes and she was like sometimes that's a good idea because your mom something that works for a family member might work well for you so she got me medication and I don't have a plan to stop it yeah and you were talking about how um for you one of your uh, hobbies or interests um is uh you know exploring teaching learning but also being vulnerable you know for you you know is that important to be able to kind of you know uh, tell people, listen, you know, I've, I've been through some really rough times and been in the valleys. And so they maybe can understand that, Hey, listen, somebody else has been through this. Absolutely. I want to be that. I mean, I think uh, I'm, I thank God that that happened to me because now I'm so passionate about making sure my moms are healthy and in their heads as much as that in their bodies. Um, I regularly post on our, we have a secret page, like, you know, like here's an, a few names of people. If you need to talk to someone, just text them and tell them that you need help because being a mom is hard and your hormones all over the place. And it's not, it, there, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just scientific. And for you, you know, um, that uh, has faith, you know, um, the spiritual aspect of it and just kind of trying to really kind of have some quiet time uh, by yourself or with God. How important is that in terms of, uh, you know, the just getting through things in life? Absolutely. I mean, when I was having those like really bad panic attacks before I called someone, I can remember I would go outside with the baby because I couldn't leave her. And I would just stare at the horizon and wonder if someone else was feeling the same way right now. And I would give it to God. And I told my counselor that. And she was like, what does that mean, giving it to God? And I was like, because I'm not strong enough. Like, I need to give it to God. And I just used to say, I am enough. I'm giving it to God. I'm going to be okay. These are good mantras. That, yes, mean, yes, absolutely. I am enough. I can do hard things. And that it really helps to, to give my moms those pep talks because they do it for me. They do for me what maybe I do for them. Yeah. I do it for myself. <laughs> I love stroller strong moms. It's the best. So do you, with those mantras, I mean, maybe when you're out running a, a marathon or a half marathon or uh, those kind of things, I mean, do you use those mantras too? Because I know it's not always easy. I mean, for whether, whatever, whatever level you're at, I mean, when you're out there running, you know, three miles or 13 miles or beyond, I mean, it can, it can get really hard and you have to kind of talk to yourself, right? Absolutely. I mean, there have been so many, I have so many memories of when I was really hurting and then, just having a mantra like that, you know, like 
soft feet, soft feet, soft feet. You know, when you're pounding on, on, the, on the end of a marathon and your hips are hurting and everything feels tight. So just repeating little things in your head. Um, I can do this. I can do this. Um, one year, my friend Lauren, this is the second year we did the soldier marathon together. She was so creative. She made like a tattoo and put it on her arm of one prayer for every mile. Wow. And so we, every, every time we would get to a new mile, we would say a new prayer and maybe talk through like maybe experiences that we've had for the person that we're praying for. So that was a really special race to me. You, you, but you kept running while you're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, I mean, is there is there a um, in terms of athletic achievement or just athletic experience that you've had? It uh, could be a run or something else um, that maybe stands out to you as one of your favorites or, or something. I love the run across Georgia. Um, it's it's a it's a love hate relationship. Let's see, I've done it like six or seven times, like years in a row, and the the six times I did it was on a competitive team, a team of eight. And then the last year was a non-competitive team, so we had like twelve or more. Anyway, it was that was fun because you only have like three runs. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times, uh, non-competitive with a team of twelve, and it's two hundred and sixty or two hundred and sixty-two miles from Savannah to Columbus. Yes, um, and it's it's that that's a really rewarding race because we always put fundraising. We make fundraising a really big deal, and um, we just want to honor the people in our community with the House of Heroes. Um, I can remember the first year we did it. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> but we didn't really factor in the heat of Georgia on Memorial Day. We didn't factor in none of us had that kind of running experience. Not one of us. Yeah, lack of sleep. <laughs> lack of sleep. And, you know, along with running, um, it's so important. And some people skip this because, you know, they kind of stick with just, just running. But the importance of strength training. Because I know for Stroller Strong Moms, you guys do a variety of workouts um, you know, a lot of people see your group down there at the park. So, uh, how important is it to do the strength training, the circuit training, to kind of be either well-rounded or prevent injury? Those kind of I things. I think absolutely. I think injury prevention is huge. I mean, and especially as moms, we have to make sure our pelvic floors are healthy after having a baby. And that's more and more science is coming out. That's, you know, you probably really shouldn't do a push-up from your toes for like a year. And so, we really are trying to take care of ourselves as much as we can while we're working out together because everybody is different and uh I mean we we incorporate all kinds of exercises into it but I think injury prevention especially with our pelvic floors and our you know our ab muscles or you just had a baby like chill out you know it, your body will come back if you do it the right way yeah and we actually um stroller strong moms as a whole is coming up with a course that all moms can buy um it's called birth and back and it's uh, with a physical therapist who specializes in the pelvic floor. And you get, you get the course, and then you uh, basically learn the right movements, the correct movements, not even for exercise, but for every day, every day picking up your baby, squatting down. You know, there's, there's a correct way to do it so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, And you guys do, I mean, is it kind of like a boot camp where you do different exercises or maybe yoga or or uh, um, different, um, you know, uh, different kinds of exercises. Someone posted one the other day. It sounded terrible, but this is make a circle with the strollers. So round one, everyone does five burpees. As soon as they are done, they start running around the circle. When the last person is done with the burpees, start the timer. Thirty second run, and after thirty second, yell plank, and then you plank for thirty seconds. Well, round two, you go up to ten burpees. Round three, you go up to fifteen, and round four. You do 20. It sounds wow. terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, in that, you know, if you have like a, 
person who's new to fitness or a, a, a pregnant mom or a postpartum mom, you say, instead of the burpee, squat down, put your hands on the ground and walk your feet out and stand back up. So there's a modification for every single exercise that we do. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, and maybe one of the motivations for coming to a class like this or going to the gym or running is to lose weight. And, um, you know, it's the new year. People make New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and which kind of tend to wear off after a month or two. So um, is that part of the motivation for especially, you know, after someone has a baby? They want to lose the weight, but they want to do it maybe the right way? Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to do it the right It's going to come off. It's going to come off. Just eat, eat well. Eat good, real food. You know, don't starve yourself you're nursing a baby or taking care you need to take care of yourself um and we definitely want moms to wait six to eight weeks before returning to class after having a baby and when they do we treat them like little babies like you know maybe maybe don't run and you know if if they're if they're an experienced runner then of course they're gonna they're gonna try to pick back back up where they have left off because a lot of the times we'll get to class and it's all instructor so we all know what we're capable of um but if it's someone who's new to fitness and just very motivated, we, we definitely tell them to like, take it back. It, it, you know, you're going to, you're going to get there. Yeah. You're very motivated. And we try to just stay motivated and keep each other motivated. Do you find that, I mean, men are the same way, I, I, but um, that women are, are very conscious about their weight and about how, how important it is to them to kind of want to work hard at nutrition and fitness to try mm-hmm. to try to, you know, uh, be a, a, a better version of themselves? Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I grew up and I, and I wasn't really, I mean, I played softball, but we never had a scale in our house. But we, so that's never been like a thing for me. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is like taboo, but I kind of think scales can be dangerous. I think if you feel good and you're eating well and you're taking care of yourself, then that is gonna it's gonna work but uh we do have moms that maybe were cheerleaders or dancers and they do have that tendency to like take you know get on the scale a couple times a day and we want to eliminate that kind of it's not about the way you look it's about how you feel yeah it's not always about the number it's not about the number yeah if you're eating if you're eating real food drinking lots of water and getting you know 60 minutes in a few times a week you're good and uh, I, I know that you stay busy. Uh, one of your top jobs, if not probably the top job, is being mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a 13-year-old Josie, a 9-year-old Nina, mm-hmm. and a 2-and-a-half-year-old Phoebe. That half is important, right? The half is important, man. You know, you know the half <laughs> is important. <laughs> so what is your, um, what's your favorite part about being a mom? Uh, because I know that's, that's a job that, that takes up uh, a lot of your week. It does take up a lot of my week, but I'm, it's very rewarding. And I, um, I love being a mom. Um, I think because I have such a a big age gap between each kid, it's really fun to see them have milestones at different times. Like Josie was reading when she was four and Nina potty trained before she was two and so did Phoebe. And so it's kind of fun to just compare their kind of milestones. Um, and they're all just so different kids. Like if you have multiple kids, you can look at them and be like, how are you two even related? You're so different. Like, you know, Josie's rigid and type A and Nina is laid back. Like she's probably cried like six times in her whole life. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You yeah. want that, right? <laughs> she, she napped until she was in, you know, until she was in kindergarten where Josie stopped napping when she was 16 months. Yeah. So it's just a fun, it's fun to, to be with them all day and to be their person and pick them up from school and just hear about their days. 
Now, I know you got a little bit of national attention for something one of your kids did recently. I know, obviously, the famous Frozen song, Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, she sang Go Away, or yes. you, you and her sang Go Away. Tell me about that. So <laughs> it was right when Frozen 2 was coming out. So we thought it would be fun to kind of give her little snippets of Frozen 1. And so she really loved the Elsa part where she sang Let It Go. Well, Let It Go, the word go stuck with her but she turned it into go away go away and so she would just she she's constantly singing like it would not surprise me if she turns out to be a singer because she's literally she's like today she was like ba ba black sheep now that she's talking in full sentences it's really cute but does she understand how uh kind of tongue-in-cheek funny that is the go go, go away i mean now i think her big sisters have corrected her to sing let it go but every once in a while she'll slip back into go away and uh dad was lucky enough to catch it on camera one day and then we submitted it to right this minute because i just thought it was hilarious and they played it yeah (laughs) and maybe you feel we feel like saying that to people sometimes absolutely go Away. Especially her with her big sisters always like picking at her and like picking her up and playing with her hair. Yeah. She what she says go away like go away. leave me alone. Wow, um, and we were you were telling me earlier about some of your goals, um, and I know that you you still love to run. And uh, recently, I think we're at the uh, Red Nose Half Marathon with, mm-hmm. with me, which is that's a great race because it's free, which is nice uh, through Columbus, Georgia. Uh, what what goals or do you have whether it be for running or stroller strong moms or your family? For, for the future, for you? Um, we'll see. For Stroller Strong Moms, I just want to keep the the wheels a-moving. And it's my baby. And maybe this year I, I, I have a c- couple really creative ladies. Um, so we're going we're gonna to have a challenge. This year it's going to be called Like a Girl. And it's going to be an eight- or nine-week uh, challenge where each week we have a new, like a fitness um, goal. Maybe it, maybe it'd be 20 push-ups and 20 squats a day. It's going to have a nutrition aspect. We have um, some registered dietitians affiliated with Slam who've created um, 90 meals or something crazy of Mm. like real food and real recipes that your family's going to love. And then a a mental kind of challenge, um, whether it's like, are you eating your feelings or are you spending too much? Maybe if you can save a little money or just be a little bit more mindful for um, some challenges to be more mindful. And then with running for myself, I will say in the two and a half years that I've been struggling with anxiety a lot, running has helped me. So I have taken back and I have like listened to my body and I've like, okay, I've taken like two years off of like running races and things. And I'm just like, now I'm like really ready to like get in there and like do some races and hopefully get a sub four marathon probably in 2021. Um, and then I would love to do a 50 K. And one last thing. So if, uh, if somebody wants to get involved with strollers, strong moms, um, how do they do that? Whether they're in Columbus or somewhere else in uh, the United States, um, how do they get involved and what's the kind of the cost typically for doing something like that? It kind of varies. Um, so all you do is just go to www.strollerstrongmoms.com or www.slam.com soon. Um, and, you, there's a drop down and locations drop down. See if there's one near you. Click on the location, find the parks, and just show up to class. I mean, there's a place where you can hit sign up and then you enter your name and your email and you'll get like a welcome email. But really, just, I mean, if you're scared to do that part or busy, all you got to do is show up and the instructors will set you up. So I have um, the monthly unlimited, which is like you can come up to, we have six classes a week in 
Columbus. There is a 10-pass class and a 5-pass class, and so you just hop on and see which would fit you, fit best for you. And every location is just a little bit different. Cool. Well, we wish you the very best, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming. And, uh, I, you know, I, I need to come back and join. I, I, I came a couple years ago, so I need to come back and join. You Maybe should. Me and Joe do the, the slad on the side, right? Absolutely. We, we love slads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Rebecca. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Jason. And a big thank you to Rebecca Paul, who is the Slam Boss, uh, also known as Reboss, because her name is Rebecca, obviously. And she is, uh, you know, the owner again of Stroller Strong Moms in Columbus, Georgia, which has about fifty to hundred members, and uh, many of them come to workouts three to five times a week. So uh, we encourage you to get involved with something, whether it be that or something else. Uh, find a group to run together, or go to workout together, or maybe somebody at the gym. And, uh, you know, there's some great testimonials that she sent me. I want to read a few of those, some shout-outs from some of the moms involved uh, with working out with others uh, and talking about Stroller Strong Moms. April Knox says, Motherhood is exhausting and can feel isolating. To have an outlet for self-improvement where kids are not only welcome but encouraged to be a part is incredible. Windsor Reddick uh, writes to us, Since my husband is away for the military, it's some of the only adult conversations that I can get. Melanie Campbell sent this in, a chance to decompress while still being a mom. And the final one, Raleigh Webb talking about Stroller Strong Mom says, it's so awesome to be able to show our kids that we can be strong and take care of ourselves physically. So just do something. Be an example for your children, no matter how old they are. And, uh, you know, Rebecca's doing it. And uh, it can be stressful at times, so it's just a way to, to get away, but also being a great example for your sons and your daughters. Now to our final three segments of the Run the Race podcast, parting gift and prayer, but we're going to start with Food for Thought. And some news tidbits having to do with uh, motherhood, since we're talking about that a little bit today, and, and being a parent in general. In Richmond Hill, Georgia, which is near Savannah, there's a lady named Sherry Armitage. She is known as Quad Bomb. Uh, she actually runs for relaxation, but she also pushes her four four-year-olds in a quadruple stroller that can be uh, really challenging, obviously, because that's about 200 pounds with the stroller and the kids in it, she says. And she uh, ran her first half marathon last year with that quadruple stroller. That's amazing. She works out regularly with the Stroller Strong Moms group there in Richmond Hill near Savannah. She's already actually done some things that are harder than a half marathon as well. The Savannah Bridge Run, she's done that four times up and over the, the bridge there. And from a faith perspective, a new study by the Barna Group shows that mothers actually contribute more to kids' spiritual growth than fathers. Uh, they surveyed practicing Christians in partnership with the Lutheran Hour Ministries, and Barna found that 68% of respondents said it was their mother's faith that influenced them versus 46% for fathers. You also had about 37% of the respondents say that grandparents influenced their faith development. Data came from April of 2018, where they did interviews with almost 24 400 people, and the margin of error is about two percentage points. Now, in the late 1990s, some researchers in Switzerland did something, and they found that fa a father, if a father does not go to church, no matter how faithful his wife is, 
only one child in 50 will become a regular worshiper. If the father goes regularly to church, they found that between two-thirds and three-quarters of their children will become churchgoers. So definitely important for mothers and fathers to be a part of that faith development in their children, no matter what they believe, just to kind of have some kind of belief system. Our parting gift for today comes from the Bible, 2 Corinthians 4.16. It says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So that kind of deals with flexibility as well. It's just kind of having that hope that even though as we get older, things don't work as well uh, when we get especially up to our 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe things, you know, we can't do what we used to do and we're getting slower mentally perhaps as well. And just to know that uh, our inner self is being renewed by the power of God. And we're going to end with a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together um, on this podcast to be able to talk about fitness and faith and being flexible, Lord God, with what you have for us in our life. And uh, help us to be the best fathers and mothers we can be to to find outlets uh, for our stress and to figure out ways to stay fit uh, while also, uh, most importantly, looking to you as our biggest strength. In your name we pray. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining us for this Run the Race podcast. Again, would love for you to go on to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and write a quick review. You give it a five-star rating, then go to the bottom of the episode page, and you can write a sentence or two and, and uh, say some nice things if you would like to. And, uh, and share this with your friends. Use the hashtag Run the Race podcast and post about it. Share about it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we will definitely continue this journey together as we talk about uh, staying fit and uh, being faithful in our lives uh, as we uh, strive to be better people overall in the year 2020. We'll see you next time.